it never ceases to shock me actually in the way that most people interact with each other often how negative it is and we wonder why there's a crisis of confidence why people are angry people are scared scared to fail yeah. massively you're getting lots of adults who are hitting that point where they're either burnt out or they have the breakdown of some sort and that forces them to change if that happens it's not too late is it for people no it's not also, definitely yeah i think that's uh, one of the things is not beating ourselves up about it when people are not wanting to change you can't force them to change we can overcomplicate things as humans and convince ourselves why we can't do something you are allowed to change because you are anyway it's just how much you want to take charge of that evolution because it's happening anyway you can achieve things at any age. Trust me, I, I'm always changing. Hi everyone, welcome back to my YouTube channel and the Live Love Learn podcast. So I've got a great new guest for you today. Um, DJ Hamilton is a sports coach, a life coach, and he calls himself Next Level um, coach and he really is next level coach I think this discussion is for each and every one of us who want to look at practical tips of how we upgrade our life our mindset um, mindset such an overused word really it's in, it encompasses so many different areas but what can we actually do to recognize if we're off course if we're not where we want to be and more importantly what can we do to get back on track you're going to love DJ. He's full of such good wisdom. He works with all ages, from really young children to people even as old as me. Um, so sit back and enjoy this wonderful chat. And all the details of how to connect with DJ will be, as usual, in the show notes or the description below. Please do let us know your thoughts and what bits of wisdom have really appealed to you. Thank you. Right, welcome back to the Live, Love, Learn podcast, and I am really happy to have a new guest for you today. Now, I have known our guest, DJ Hamilton, for more years than I care to admit to, because DJ was my daughter's football coach a long while ago. I reckon it was probably about 16 years ago. I think she was about six or seven, DJ. Yeah, just turned 22 now, so... Um, but DJ is not just a sports coach, he's also a life coach. And today we're really going to have a discussion around mindset and how important mindset is for achieving your dreams in any area of life. So a big welcome to the podcast, DJ. How are you doing? Thank you very much. That's a lovely little welcome. Yeah, I'm really good. I'm really good. Uh, yeah, enjoying life in a good place learning learning all the time new experiences as you know so yeah it's, it's really good fantastic and you've always got a smile on your face now dj when i um when you were coaching my daughter all those years back at brighton one yeah. of the things that really stood out um about your coaching style was one you really knew how to get the best out of children um, and also the parents, you knew how to get them to behave as well, which is no means. <laughs> yeah, learning every day. But how did you make the transition from sports coach into life coach? And I know you combine the two quite successfully now. So talk us through how that journey worked out. Yeah, do you know what? It was, a, it was really interesting. So 
as uh, a young person, I knew from the age of six that I wanted to be a professional footballer. Um, and for some reason, I knew that I might need a backup plan. And due to various things that had happened and that I'd seen as a kid, I was aware that I was black and that I might need to approach life a little bit differently because I'd come across some negative connotations even at six years old. So my backup plan was to be a lawyer. Uh, and that took me to university because at 19 years old, I, I wasn't a professional footballer. So I was on plan B. And while I was doing that, my dad said to me that I should do my coaching badges because I was playing semi-professional football. And it, so I, I did that um, with the idea that it would help me to be a better footballer. Anyway, from the very first uh, coaching course I did, um, serious one, so you do your level one, which is just a, anyone does that and, you know, introduction. And I did my level two and I believe the lady's name was Julie Tobin. She was the assessor. And she came up to me after and said, you've got a really good way about you with this. Like, I think you should do a bit more. And she fast tracked me to my UEFA B course. And I was like, okay, well, that sounds good. And then um, I got a bad injury, ruptured my ACL and messed, messed it up. Was out for nearly three years altogether. And in that time, I was like, what am I going to do? And so started putting more energy into the coaching um, which is when I came across yourself and yeah and that's it kind of went from there but what actually happened while I was coaching football now so I started working for Brighton Hope Albion doing stuff in the community um, met Michelle Lawrence in the girls sector at Brighton and she got me involved with loads of stuff and really helped me upskill myself and what actually happened is um, I then started working for a company called actually at the time, Pro Direct Academy. And while I was working for them, the phone rang one day and I answered it and spoke to this woman about her son. And we ended up talking for about 45 minutes. It was really weird. I can remember it like it was yesterday. Anyway, he came along to this course. I wasn't even there and said, you know, I wasn't going to be there, but I'd be at some other course. Anyway, about three months later, he started coming to my session. Now, I didn't really have any real engagement with the boy apart from him being in my session, but I just did what I do. And three months later, it was Christmas, and his mum bought me a really nice bottle of champagne. Now, from how she came across, it looked like she could afford it, um, whatever that looks like. So I was just kind of like, oh, nice gesture, but, you know, she drives a nice car, blah, blah, blah. It's just something she can do. But she made the point of telling me, this isn't just a gesture. This is for what you've done for my child. And I was like, what do you mean? I hardly speak to him. He's in my session all the time. And, you know, I make sure he's doing what he needs to do. And she said, no, you need to see his report. He speaks about you always and how you've helped him and how you've taught him this. And he was quoting things that I was saying to him. So like, you know, you can never give up and you never know what's coming, so keep going, you'll get better, you'll improve over time, try this, blah, 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 give everything a go, look how good you did that. And he just started repeating these things in school. So she was like, wow, you've been an inspiration to my child. And as a businesswoman, she had come across what we call life coaches. So she said to me, like, you know what you are? And I was like, a man, <laughs> a coach, <laughs> what do you mean? And she's like, no, you're a life coach. And I was like, what? Don't be ridiculous. I don't even like, I don't coach life. I just put on football sessions. She said, no, you really don't. You do something more than that. 
anyway, that sparked my curiosity and I started looking into it and then realized my whole approach was very different to someone who just puts on puts on a session. I was about actually trying to help the individual to get the best out of themselves to then move forward and then actually have life skills. And I was interested in their goals and who they were as a person rather than just pass the ball there, get it there, put it in the goal. And yeah, so when I realized that, I was like, okay, I'm not sure about this life coach uh, title, but I like what it's about and I like what it could do for, you know, the people that I'm working with. And then, yeah, it went from strength to strength. I then ended up coaching people in relationships and, you know, helping people in, in that space and then in business and, yeah, working with sports people. And here we are today. Here we are today. It is a real skill and it's so important because... It never ceases to shock me, actually, in the way that most people interact with each other, often how negative it is. And we wonder why there's a crisis of confidence, why people are angry. But we'll get more into that a little bit later. But I wanted to start this off by saying you've got quite a unique perspective because you work with children of all ages yeah. and with adults. And I wanted to ask you. What are some of the key differences you see between working with those young children, which from my perspective, they still believe that they can be anything they want to be. They've not had that bashed out of them. And then working for adults that can have a very different, a lot of negative yeah. programs in there. What differences do you see, DJ? I, I think. If I'm honest, I think there's two things. Sadly, I don't think the young people have the dream they just don't they not have the dream if that makes sense so if you say like when I was young I was like I want to do this I want to do that a lot of the young people these days they're, they're not dreaming they're not thinking big but wow. also haven't closed the door so they're just kind of in a limbo um older people they, they have they're more stuck in their ways they're more accepted what they think life is but I think what is my greatest skill is for whatever reason, which I do actually understand now after loads of different sessions and whatever, why I can do it. Um, and that's for later or another time. But I think there's so many people who don't feel heard now. Actually, it's not as hard as you would think to reach people who are more maybe stuck in their ways because the moment they know you're listening to them, they're ready engaged so then it's like you know you've got a buy-in and they're more willing to try because at the end of the day everyone wants to be happy everyone wants to feel a bit of purpose and if you know I haven't spoke to you for however long and then I'm like oh how's Lois and you mm. know still doing stuff with the horses you're like oh you remembered that I'm like yeah I was listening so then straight away it's like oh okay so there's a bit of instant trust yeah um, and and that's really helpful but yeah obviously the longer you've been doing what you've been doing the harder it is to you know change that skill but a lot of the time with the older people that I work with by the time they get to me they're they're actually wanting to change something so that's always a good start because when people are not wanting to change you can't force them to change Absolutely. So there's a couple of things I want to pick up on there. Um, 
I'm really intrigued by what you said about a lot of young people not having dreams. And that's really quite hits you quite hard in the in the heart yeah. because you know, I can remember what it's like being that age, believe it or not, and also seeing my children of that age. What do you think's changed? Where do you think that's come from? Um, it's a great question, and I actually ask myself it a lot. What I actually think it is is hey she always <laughs> halfway through she wants to come in and, and listen but she will knock everything off the computer and disconnect us so i have to keep her away to be fair you might see clark he, he's uh he looks like a panther when everyone sees him they're like what is that yeah oh, yeah he's massive that. yeah i'm um, sorry i digress so yeah I, what i actually think is there's so many little things that are different that make a big impact mm. so one of the things that I think makes a difference, and there's many things, right? So we're never going to be able to cover them all. But for example, when we were younger and you wanted to talk to your friends, you had to call their house phone. Yeah. And so you had to engage with adults because you ring the phone. Generally, the adult answers. And so you have to learn to speak to those people. But also you then got to know what different people's parents did. Mm. you also had to go to people's houses yeah and you had to you know engage with them at the front door and you might see things oh what did your dad do oh my dad's or whatever mm. nowadays where young people communicate via social media and whatever they don't get to see real lives mm. and they don't pick up what I call real inspirations of people that are just around them so the coaches like me in their football club or their teachers become really important people but also as well I think where they've got for example social media and they're seeing you know when I was a young kid I wanted to be a footballer so bad I never once knew what John Barnes house looked like or how much money and I just wanted to run down the pitch like him and score goals and celebrate that that was what I was after now a seven-year-old will tell you, oh, yeah, when I'm a footballer and I earn 300 grand a week and drive a blah, 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 and live in a five-bedroom house with eight toilets, you're like, what? <laughs> That's part of your thought process. So, you know, you have those ones who are thinking about that, but then everyone else, they're, they're not sure because everything seems so unattainable. But also the biggest thing, I think, is that people are scared, scared to fail yeah. massively scared to fail scared to put your hand up scared to you know put yourself outside the parapet and actually see you know what happens if I fall down like any mistake you make now lives on for a long time that's the fear it's obviously not all the time but you know you fall over and someone's got a camera recording it and you're a meme yeah oh that's so think, true yeah and if you think in a day and age now like my young people that I work with, say they're 13 years old, they will have like over a thousand followers. Now they don't know a thousand followers, but a thousand people, but they know a few people from their school and someone from the next school and one person from the other school. And that connects them to all these people. And they are very aware that although they don't know all these people and they like when all these people like their picture, they're also watching them and they will you know, have you out if you fail 
or make a mistake. It's not even failing, is it? It's just life. <laughs> yeah, know? like it's, it's progress. Oh, <laughs> so many good points there, and and it it's a real dilemma. I think it really shows why all sorts of age groups have got so many issues at the moment with their yeah. communication skills. Do you think, DJ, that okay? Let's talk about adults for a minute. Okay. Do you think adults know what they want in life? Do you think most people do? Do I? I find when I'm working with coach, no. coaching, no. I, I mean, there there want. are. I spend my time around people like you, <laughs> so uh, there's people like you, and we know what we're about, right? We're not chasing something, but we're in pursuit of something. We wake up every day and. You know, there's a purpose. And if we sat around for a day, you guarantee the next day we're like, we wasted a day. Mm. We need to do something. And, you know, yes, we need to get the balance right. But there's definitely purpose in our life. But I speak to so many people who say to me, oh, I wish I could do what you did or what you do. Sorry. Um, you know, I'd love to coach. Uh, my job's so boring. But hey, you've got to pay the bills. And I often, I'm one of those people, I say, so well, what what, what do you want to do? What did you want to do when you was young? And they're like, oh, I wanted to play piano. Like, did you ever learn? Oh, no, no time for that. I'm like, go and learn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you've got a good job. You made some money. Like, you've got a family. Now do something that you want to do. Always, you know, I'm always encouraging people to try and have something in their life that is actually what makes their heart sing. And a lot of people, you know, you fall into something, or you find yourself in a space where you're doing something. It's not what you love, but like like they say, it pays the bills or you've got a good job, you're earning good money. It doesn't matter if it's what makes your heart sing or not, because that's the purpose, right? So I would say, yeah, I'm, I'm, there's not enough people that are doing what they love for sure. And I think it feels like a big sacrifice, but... On the other end, you're getting lots of adults who are hitting that point where they're either burnt out or they have the breakdown of some sort, and that forces them to change. And I guess what we're really after is, you know, making that decision by choice and having the courage to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to do something different. Um, and that puts a smile on my face and, and going for it. I, I was just fortunate enough that I made that decision when I was, I think, 15, 16, I did work experience and I was doing data input and I saw people with, you know, kids and mortgages. Mm. Like, there's no way I'm going to be caught in an office nine till five pushing buttons repetitively. Never. <laughs> and I yeah. made the choice then. Thank God. You're so right. You know, we all get to a stage where we make that choice and, you know, we can make it from a point of crisis, which if that happens, it's not too late, is it, for people? No, it's not. Also, definitely. Yeah, I think that's uh, one of the things is not beating ourselves up about it. I mean, coming on to the mindset side of things. So it's really clear that you've got a really positive mindset, a real can-do mindset. What does mindset mean to you and how important is it in both your personal life and your professional life. I just wanted to say that today's episode is sponsored by ASEA redox signaling molecules. Now it comes in two forms, the liquid and the gel, plus there's a huge other product range for us. 
Um, but why did I start taking ASEA and why is it now an integral part of something that my whole family, both four-legged and two-legged, take every single day? Plus also something that all the clients I work with, again, four-legged and two-legged, it's number one on my priority list. Well, part of what I do, what I'm passionate about, is understanding the challenges that are affecting each and every one of us in today's modern living. Um, the more you know, the more sometimes you wish you didn't know, but the pollution in the air, in the water, in the food, um, the control of our minds, the propaganda. But one of the things that we can do is take back responsibility for our own health. Now, every single cell of our body, whether we're an animal, whether we're one of the dogs in the backgrounds or one of my plants, contain these redox signaling molecules. And cellular health and cellular communication is absolutely key, whether you want to get your body back in balance, whether you want to reverse the aging process, whether you want to address any particular challenges that you've got physically, emotionally, it all starts with healthy cells. If your liver cells are healthy, your liver's healthy. If your brain cells are healthy, your brain's healthy. But just like a mobile phone, most of us have got mobile phones that we we use on a routine basis now. But that mobile phone, regardless of whether you've got the latest model, is completely useless without a signal. So what does this technology do? Um, the the gel is something that you can apply topically over particular areas of concern, whether you want your skin to look better, whether you've got cellulite, whether you've got an area that's causing you a challenge. The liquid is something you drink each and every day to top up what should be in your cells anyway. But when our bodies are stressed, diseased, challenged, or as we age, we make less of them. So personally, I wouldn't be without it. My sleep's better. My energy levels are better. My mood's better. My mobility's better. If you want to find out more, the details are below. But I'm so grateful that this came into my life and I'm so grateful I can share it with others. I hope you love it as much as I do. Let me know. Oh, great question. So what does mindset mean to me? Um, mindset to me is the awareness that where you are now is not where you will necessarily be tomorrow. Like that constantly is in my head. I actually just had a conversation with one of my young lads who was talking about wanting to give up. And I said to him, you have to, you have to constantly remind yourself that just because it's going bad now doesn't mean next season or even the next game, it's going to go bad. And I said, last year, you, you won two titles. This year, we're struggling to win a game. Yeah. No one would think the team that won two titles would, would struggle to win a game this season. But I said, equally, the team that are struggling to win a game this season could be the team that win two titles next season. It, it's not a reflection of what's coming. All it is a reflection of what you need to learn today. And if you can take those learning points with you, then you can move on. So for me, mindset is is that thing of knowing tomorrow can be better, the next moment can be better. Um, I started playing golf in lockdown. And what fascinates me about that game, people are like, oh, yeah, you're old now. I'm like, listen, I'm not old. I'm still young, young at heart. Um, is that when you're having your worst round and you can't hit the ball and you've gone in the bunker and you've gone in the tree, that's when, if you don't quit, you'll hit the hole in one or you'll just do something spectacular out of nowhere. And I always laugh. It happened the other day. 
when I was playing with some uh, some people and there was a lady in the group with us and her first couple of holes were, were awful. The ball was going everywhere. And then she was about 30 yards out and she was like, oh, I need this for a point. And what was beautiful, she said, I'm just going to go for it. She actually said it. She's like, I need this shot for a point, but I'm going to go for it. And she eyed it up. And I mean, it was like a hundred to one chance. And she went for it and it went in and everyone cheered. Wow. Her face lit up like the sun. And it, it was a, and the rest of the day is good. It doesn't, it doesn't matter about anything else. The best thing that happened that day, she did it and she was having the worst round at that point. And, and after that, she actually had to leave because she injured her arm, but she left with a smile going, that was a great moment. I haven't done that before. And I think, yeah, that's, that's what mindset is. It's the constant reminder that where you are now isn't where you have to be even in an hour's time, the next day, the next year. So that that's mindset. Um, I forgot the other question. How, well, how important is it, this understanding, and how much do you bring this, your skills in bringing a positive mindset to your professional life, both with the children and with the coach? The- yeah, so this this is not indoctrination. This is part of me now. Like, it's, it's a challenge I enjoy. It's, um, <laughs> I made a promise to myself that I was never going to allow myself to be in that negative place for too long I think you have to allow yourself uh, to feel what you need to feel but you can't you can't stay there because it is always changing like genuinely it is always changing um I'm actually about to do a post about that and what's uh as you know I am now a dad and congratulations yeah I've just heard he just woke up my mom's looking after him now and uh it's amazing, right? So he is 15 months, about to be 16 months. And in this time, obviously a new adjustment for me and I'm still trying to figure out how I get my gym schedule going and how I do my running because that's the time I'm spending with him. And yeah, I'm I'm working that out and I'll get there. So I feel like nothing's really changed in terms of I haven't got going with the gym. I haven't got out and run. So in these goals, they're kind of standing still. Yet this little guy has changed phenomenally, even just in the last month. Yeah. I was looking, I was like, wow, what a reminder that while you think, and I told the conversation I was having with someone, you know, how we all do this. You say, oh, how are you? How's things? Yeah, same old, same old. And I laughed and I said, you know what? I said that to someone yesterday. And then I saw my little boy do something I've never seen him do before. And while I was thinking same old, same old, life was happening and this kid was changing rapidly. Mm. And it's a reminder that while we are standing still, time is moving. And when time is moving, opportunities there and things are changing. So, yeah, you have to constantly remember that. And I think if you can, if you can just say that to yourself. So, I mean, I started by writing it down. I used to say it every morning now it's just part of who I am so I don't have to do that no more it just comes into my thinking and it's always been a bit a part of me to be fair and that I have to give my dad a lot of credit for that um but once you know that and you understand that then you know you you move with it and like I said I wrote it down uh, I listened to morning motivation videos uh go for a walk I do things now in my daily life that constantly bring me back to that place because I think you need it. (laughs) Yes. I think you need it. 
And I'd much rather have a day where I feel like how I do now than where I feel like everything's going against me and I can't do nothing about it. Yeah, yeah, no, so true. How do you handle setbacks, both personally? So, like, you know, you had a setback where you your original dream was to be a professional footballer and injury put paid to that. And, you know, we know injuries were a big, big thing for all professional sports people. How do you handle setbacks and what words of wisdom have you got for people for how they can get through those tough times? You know what? <laughs> I'm trying to think how I put this. I'll give you an example of how I handle setbacks. Hmm. Me and my partner went to uh, a Tony Robbins um, seminar, really big one out in West Palm Beach. And when we was coming back, uh, it said the flight was delayed and we were going to have to go via New York, which meant we was going to miss our connection and get back later than planned. Now, we could have easily done that, but the problem was I needed to get back for a game because my boys had a semi-final on that day that we were getting back and I was going straight to the airport in a taxi to the game and I wasn't going to miss it. So obviously this happened and I'm thinking, I can't let these kids down. So I said to my partner, right, I brought her to, I looked on the screen and I saw there was a flight going to London Gatwick, but it wasn't our flight but there's one going. So I said to her, go and stand over there by that queue and just wait there, I'll be back. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, just wait there. And I went over to where the customer service bit was. And I don't know why I even thought this was possible. Mm. I just knew it wasn't impossible. And I went and I spoke to them and I managed to get the last two spaces that had come up in standby on the direct flight. Our baggage was on the other plane already but somehow we got on the plane. So my view on a setback is, a setback is really a test of how much you actually want something. And if I want it, then it's not a setback. It's just the way that I need to find how to maneuver to get to what I want. And I think that's what you have to do. And if, and if you don't want to, then it's just something you don't really want. You've just always got to find a different way like you know I believe that everything happens for a reason but we have a choice in what happens mm. if that makes sense so what is it they say it's not you know if you fall it's if you get back up yeah and if you look at all the great people that what we call great people people that have achieved success that people talk about they all fell yeah, absolutely. And they all had a lot of judgments, didn't they? Were from people yeah. who don't even know them. And they just got up and kept going. I mean, what's the story on Walt Disney? Seven times he went bankrupt. Mm. <laughs> Something along those lines. Could you imagine going to a bank, asking for a million pounds and getting it wrong and then going back and asking for a million pounds? And the third time when you've got it wrong twice, going back to them and looking them in the eye and telling them, look, this is going to work. And doing that six more times, now we've got Disneyland. I'm sure everyone told him he was crazy the first time he even spoke about it, more or less the six times it failed. But, you know, and those would be setbacks, right? Absolutely. Or it's just proof of how much he really wanted it. So that's... 
it's so true. I think it's such a great thing about, you know, do you really want it? You know, are you really going all in? So when we're looking about that, about when people do or don't really want it, what are some of your tips for staying on course, staying on target? Um, so there's things you have to do. So I, that same day when I was playing golf and, and that lady did that incredible shot, one of the guys said to me, um, I want to be single figure handicapped by the end of the year. And then he said, oh, but I probably won't do it. And I said, I can tell you if you're going to or not. And he said, what do you mean? I said, I, I can give you a good indication at least. He said, all right. So I said, how often do you play? Mm. He said, once every two weeks. I said, okay, how often do you train? He said, he doesn't. I said, and how often do you have coaching? And he said, maybe twice a year. I said, you're not going to do it. And he said, what? I said, you're not going to do it. I said, you need to play. He's a good golfer. So I said, you need to play at least once a week and train once a week. So if you do that, you've got a good chance. And then you need coaching at least every two to three months. Mm-hmm. said if you do that that gives yourself a chance that's the baseline but that's because he's decent and he's not actually as far off what he thinks he is but if he's only playing once every two weeks and he gets no coaching and he doesn't practice how how is it possible mm-hmm. like you know that's like saying i want to go to manchester which is north but i'm driving south you're not going to get there so you know the first thing is you need to write it out and then test it or ask someone who might know, does this look like something that can get me to there? Also, I always, my company is called The Next Level. And it's called that because it's about remembering, it's about the next step, it's about the journey, it's not about the end destination. If I want to lift, I don't know, X amount of weight, and at the moment, 100 kilograms, for example, and I can't lift 30, and all I'm thinking about is that big 100 over there, and I haven't even lifted the 30 yet, that's just miles away. I'm never going to do it. But if I break it down and say, okay, let's start with 10. Let's go 15. Okay, that's going good. Can I can I do 20? Now I'm, I'm en route. I'm building confidence. I'm building uh, momentum. I'm building belief. I'm telling myself that I can do what I couldn't because I started at 10 and now I'm on 30. All of a sudden, I believe it's not just something I want. I actually start to believe I can do it. So, and then I think you need inspiration. So, you know, check in on a podcast like yours or watch a motivational video, go and see people who are doing what you want to do. All of those things are really important to stay on course. But coming back to it and looking where, like, cause we're really good at. There's a there's a guy called um, ah. Oh, I can see his face. This is incredible, man. Sadhu Guru. Oh yes, yeah. An incredible guy, and he said something on a podcast that I was listening to or watching, and he said, and I want everyone to take real good note of this. Like, write it down if you have to, so you can remember it. He said, "This knows." can't smell the breath from this mouth even though it's this close because we are not designed to work that way however the person standing opposite you will be able to smell your breath from where they are 
because we're outward we're not inward so if you want to smell your breath it's like classic you see it on telly right mm. uh, the girl's going to kiss the guy or the guy's going to kiss the girl or the girl's going to kiss the girl or whatever it's going to be you go and you have to smell it that's how we work so when you understand that you know you have to actually look inwardly you can't just expect it to happen which is why we have blind spots which is why people say i don't do that and everyone around them's like yes, you... yes you do yeah <laughs> it's like what are you talking about you just yeah. done it a second ago and they're like did i because we we're not built that way we're not designed that's not our mechanism yeah. of how we function we can do it but we have to actively go okay what is this doing right now and it's really easy. Literally, it's a question. So people say like, oh, how are you? Fine. Well, they don't know how they feel. Mm. I don't know. They haven't asked themselves. So literally just say to yourself, how do I feel today? Your brain will now track and go, oh, and it will connect with your heart and say, how am I feeling? And you'll actually be able to get an answer you didn't have two seconds ago just because you've changed the program it's how it's how it works but I mean they don't teach us that in school right no I know that's a, that's a subject for another podcast so oh I love all this I think you know, it's right up my street so the next thing I want to ask you about DJ is anyone who's looking to upgrade any area of their life whatever age they are we talk about the balance between mind body and spirit yes if you're looking to achieve have a a real strong mindset and change something in your life how important do you think it is for people to look after their physical health side of things oh massive massive i think like i would actually start with the mental but i think the mental is very closely linked to the physical because let's be honest how we are doing is a direct correlation of how we are doing so you know, you could say you're having the time of your life, but if your body's failing you, you're not. Mm. If, mm. you know, you get up every morning and the first thing you feel is the pain in your knee, that's a reflection of where you're at because you've got to carry that pain. So it is really, really important to look after ourselves. I mean, anyone, I challenge anyone to think of their best day and it not be a day that they felt good. So even if you had real bad pain, the pain was less that day. You know, so how we feel and when our energy is good is when everything else is good. It's like when the sun comes out, isn't it? Mm. When the sun comes out, it's like, oh, and we're a bit more flowy. And we're Especially for those of us in the UK, we won't get onto the chemtrails because I'm not allowed to talk about those on YouTube too much. <laughs> <laughs> banish them, banish them. But yeah, it's a standard joke for anyone who's not in the UK. We all get really excited. Yeah, <laughs> massively, massively. Changes everyone's mood immediately, doesn't it? It really does. It really, really does. Like it's it's actually ridiculous how much difference it makes. Mm. But what is it doing? It's it's giving people that half hour walk. Do you know what I mean? Or that yeah. motivational video. It, it's giving us that boost inadvertently. So, you know, let's all go live in a hot place, eh? Nature's wonderful. Yeah, my cats wouldn't like it too much. So I'll, ha I'll have to stay here. So we, we know about the link between the physical and the uh, mindset side of things. Um, in terms of fear, um, without getting into too many world events, 
Yes. Most people who watch the mainstream news, most people are very much in a fear mindset now. It comes from every single angle. You know, the children at school, if you don't do this, it's all fear, fear, fear driven, punishment driven. What can people do to step out of that fear mindset? And take... What do you think I'm going to tell you that I do? I think you're going to tell you exercise. Okay, but when it, in terms of that input of news, shut it off. Just turn it I, off. I, yeah, I don't, I don't watch it. Like, I. I stopped. I realized a long time ago. There's two things you could do. I can get up in the morning and I can choose what I give myself, or I can turn on the TV and listen to how bad the world is. Yeah, and then go out there going, "Oh my God, it's horrible. Everyone's mean. We're all gonna die." Like, I'm a human. I'm, there's things like, you know, we can't escape how ill people are getting at all mm. ages around us. And, you know, you're going to work and hear, oh, so-and-so's dad passed away. What? He was at the game yesterday. Yeah, he just killed over. Whoa. Like, that that stuff is scary. And it means there's two things you could do. Ignore it and try and run. And you can't run from that kind of stuff. So you have to face it. You have yeah. to... You have to go and get yourself checked out. You have to try and eat the right things. You have to make some changes. Like, mm. listen, change isn't easy for humans. We're creatures of habit. But what, again, what do you want? Yeah. You know, I want to be around for this little kid. I want to see him grow old. I want to spend time with my family. I want to do things like this, see people like you grow and see all the beautiful things that are, are happening and have always happened. So... You know, that's what I say. Like, I don't, don't watch it. What, unless, for example, I don't know, there's something happening in Gaza and you've got family that are there and that's yeah. your only means of knowing if a certain area is under threat or not, for example. Mm. Apart from that, why? Why, like, be invested in the things you're invested in. But, so I'm not saying don't pay attention to the world. Pay attention but you can find out in genuine ways rather than in the ways that are trying to give you clearly a narrative. And honestly, Catherine, I, I, I ask myself this question all the time. Has the world always been like what it is now? Or is it just because I'm older and I realize it? Yeah. When I was younger. I didn't feel it was like this, like, you know, without going into politics, et cetera, et cetera and what, who you believe in and what party you follow, which is all irrelevant to the point I'm making, you, you have to be able to trust what's being given to you. And when it's being delivered in a way that it was, for example, under Boris, mm. whether you like him or not, or you're conservative or not, you can't look me straight in the eye and say, you would put this guy in the hand of your kid. Because you wouldn't. Absolutely. You wouldn't. Whatever, whatever you like. I mean, that's the reason the whole parties are fighting each other, et cetera, et cetera, because... You can't rely on these people. So if you can't rely on the people, then how can you rely on what they're telling you and what they're looking after, et cetera, et cetera. So it creates, you know, a massive conundrum. And that's why I think it's even more important that we know who we are or we try to find out who we are, what we're about. You are allowed to change. You are allowed to change because you are anyway. Mm. I mean, we shed cells and skin and all of this stuff all the time we are constantly evolving and changing it's just how much you want to take charge of 
that evolution because it's happening anyway um and yeah that's that's what i think you've got to do you've got to just decide your own path pick your own friends like there's a direct correlation with what you can achieve what you do and the people you're around what you read what you listen to how you spend your time who you spend your time with and everyone can control those things and obviously what you eat what you put in your body yeah like this 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 is this is not hard and i'm again i'm not saying go teetotal never have a drink never eat at mcdonald's like you you can do everything in in a small moderation but you know that's what you have to do and i'm i'm not different like i am one of these people who a cup of tea and a biscuit is something deeply ingrained in me as a relaxing thing to do i don't smoke you know Mm. i'm not a big drinker but a cup of tea and a pack of biscuits lovely now i have to go a cup of tea and two biscuits every couple of days yeah (laughs) because you know i can easily sit down and do that especially when i'm working away or reading something and you know you just look at how much sugar that is Mm -hmm. yeah that's not really helping me right now (laughs) No, I love it. So much wise advice. I think, um, I can't remember the guy's name. There was an old comedian. People can find it. If they just put on YouTube, just stop it. And, you know, he was meant to be giving psychiatric advice. And every time people went in with these horrendous problems, he'd be just, just stop it. Just stop it. And that's what I say to people. We can overcomplicate things as humans. We can get very in our head space and convince ourselves why we can't do something. So, on that note, before we find out about how people can work with you, yes, if someone's sitting here and watching it, and, and you know, I have a great sense of humour about things like this, and I do have a great sense for my future. I mean, my daughter, you you used to, I'll tell you what. Incredible the, person, by the way. Oh, she if is. You talk about mindset. Oh, one. Absolutely incredible. What's her mindset? <laughs> oh, she's just in, absolutely incredible. And been through some major setbacks yeah the way she handles it so big shout out she's my best coach but if someone's watching this and you know we've got to be honest with ourselves and say do you know what time to upgrade time to stop blaming other people or where I'm at now um how can they work with you because you can now this is the beauty there's a lot of bad things about technology there's some amazing things about technology you now now have the ability to work with people all over the globe true which is amazing, right? Yeah, absolutely amazing. I, I never thought that would happen. <laughs> when I was a youngster, you know, and my grandparents were in Jamaica and I'm like, I want to see my grandma. Who thought you could press a button on a little box and it would show you the face of someone anywhere in the world? That's that's crazy. But yeah, so um, obviously I'm on Instagram, The Next Level Coach. Uh, my email's on there. So you can get me either drop a direct message or drop me an email. Um, and then I'll give you my number and we can talk. I always I have to be transparent and I won't just work with anyone because yeah. you have to be, I'll help anyone and I'll give anyone the initial advice, but you, you have to be willing to want to change. I Time is finite and I can't waste mine. And then most importantly, people, you can't waste yours. So you've got to be upfront and honest as best as you can um, with what you're trying to achieve what you want it doesn't have to be anything massive you don't have to be wanting to open a business you might just be someone who wants to get yourself going to the gym two times a week and you've never been able to do it and yeah we'll we'll talk we'll have a conversation 
you know, I'll get to know you, ask you some questions, and then they can obviously decide if they feel like I'm someone they can work with. And and then we move on from there. But if we do, you know, it's I don't quit. I'm sure you can tell that just coming across from here. Like if we say we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it. I'm committed to that. I think every person you can help or who can help me is making the world a better place. And, you know, that's the world I want to live in. And now whew, that's the world I want my little guy to live in. So you you've got to be an example of that, right? Absolutely. I would really encourage. So as usual, regardless of what platform you're watching this on, if you're watching it on YouTube or one of the other visual platforms, the links will all be below. If you're watching it on the podcast, it will be in the show notes. So I can't recommend working with DJ enough. I really can't because the thing is, we're at a time now where we can, we've got so many people, so many things telling us what we can't achieve, but you can achieve things at any age trust me I I'm always changing <laughs> I'm never going to grow up um so you know go for it make today the time when you make that change be the best example those of us that are parents you know children do what we do not what we say and mm. you've got to be if you're not taking yourself seriously you can't really expect other people to take you seriously and, and that is a huge thing because they do do what we do not mm. what we say <laughs> No, a hundred percent. Yeah, they really do. Um, DJ, thank you so so much for your time. I have enjoyed this so much. I think oh, it's been got... too short. It's been too quick. We'll have to do it again. Two things. We will be back. So, in the comments below, if you're watching this on YouTube or Rumble, um, in the comments below, leave us what would you like to hear DJ talk about next time. Thank you so much. Let us know what works for you because when you share what works for you, you're going to help someone even if you don't realise it. And DJ, you have a fantastic job and I know we'll be getting you back. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And if you feel inspired, please do share with your friends and family. My goal is to inspire as many people as I can to live their best lives, to stay curious and to raise their consciousness and that of the collective. So to do this, I need to reach as many people as possible and this needs your help. If you feel drawn, would you be willing to share your favorite episode with five different people? This helps us spread the word and also helps me encourage some exciting new guests to take part in this podcast. If you feel drawn to do that, I will be very, very grateful. All the links and discount codes where applicable for all the products that I support are on my two websites, katherineedwards.life and katherineedwardsacademy.com. All of the products are personally tried and tested by me, my family and my clients. And finally, please do press the follow or subscribe button, depending which platform you're listening on. And above all, stay curious and stay free.